What's shaking, cats and kittens? I'm Rob Lee from Getting to the Truth in This Art. And this podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bazaar. Bazaar is a gift shop for those seeking the strange and unusual. Got morbid curiosity? Got an interest in natural history? Bazaar's got you covered. Bazaar specializes in antique medical equipment, jewelry, prints, funerary antiques, and many other morbid gifts. The inventory is ever-changing. I'm wearing a great death's head moth pin, and I'm enjoying this hand-poured candle called Overgrown Cemetery. It's great. It has the studio smelling awesome. Head on over to 3534 Chestnut Avenue in Baltimore, Sinan Hamden neighborhood, and see what they got to offer at Bazaar. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Takeout is cool, but delivery gets pricey. So, like a phoenix from the ashes, indoor dining is back at Forge Eatery. I use the analogy because the food is fire. It's a new approach to farm the table. No overalls, just dope food. Try my favorites, like the mushroom stew with pine nuts and ricotta, the cornmeal fried happy oysters, and the seared duck breast. Also, ask about the chocolate chip cookie tins. Mini chocolate chip cookies with a dusting of sea salt. Simply delicious. Head on over to ForgedEatery.com to check out the current menu options and make a reservation today. Forged is located at 3520 Chestnut Avenue in Hamden. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is a Baltimore-based figure painter known not only for captivating, but also unconventional in our use of color, texture, and composition. We have Monica Ikegwu. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? It's going great. It's good. <laughs> I said that with some exuberance. Um, yes. So... You know, I always start off, I, I gave a very rough, I had to trim down what I originally had written because I was like, I'm stumbling over the words in terms of like the intro. Mm-hmm. So I will uh, invite you to describe what your work is and what your work is all about. Okay, so essentially I'm an African-American portrait painter. So for me, I like, um, I'm trying to create like a diverse view of African-American people instead of like the standard stereotypical one. So I'll get like, uh, I'll act like, you know, family members or I'll take on volunteers or I'll act strangers, essentially like anyone just to like, um, again, broadening the spectrum. But um, from there, once I ask them, then I let them direct their own pose where they can direct their clothing, they can direct the hair they want, they can bring props in, like um, essentially they create their own image instead of me projecting my ideas onto them. So they have freedom to like create their image instead of um, having someone decide it for them. And then with that, I just take the picture and with the picture, that's when I work with the piece and I decide like, on the colors and the backgrounds. Yeah. So the colors are mainly like monochromatic, which I decided like what like goes best with their skin tone, you know? Yeah. And then the background, I kind of like reference their clothing in order to get like um, the pattern that I put in the background because uh, people express themselves through their outward appearances. So that's what I like to focus on. Sure. Uh, like when you don't see someone, you look at them and then the way they dress is how you judge them or how you perceive them. So I'll take elements from their clothing and then I use that uh, like in the background space. But essentially, that's it. I dig it. And, uh, you know, as I said before, I was gassing up a little bit, but really dig your work. And thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's dope. And um, I, it's, it's interesting of like allowing or having the, 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 the subject direct themselves. Like this is this is mm-hmm. what I want to do. And I think that resonates through of like this is vulnerable and this is comfortable. This is what I'm choosing as opposed to someone saying, do this pose and let me capture that. And then I'm going to recreate yeah. it. And I think yeah. it's is easier. Like for, for me, 
I, I did a photo shoot like months back and I don't like taking pictures because I'm six four and it's like, I don't know what, what? to do with my limbs. And, <laughs> and it's just like, uh, it's like, why are you voguing? Like, what is this? And, and I know some people, they're like, uh, can you pose me? I was like, no, that's not the point. You pose yourself. They're like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, go, go, go. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to eventually do a death drop. And I was like, just, just get it. I blew my knee out. Just get it. <laughs> so what types of art, it doesn't necessarily have to be the, um, the discipline that, that you're working in most, most regularly, but what types of art um, do you identify with most? I mean, I do like, um, like, you know, realism, um, but more so like contemporary art is not like, I don't really look at like the old masters for like inspiration, but people that are like working now, like you have like, um, uh, Carrie James Marshall, you have like, uh, Candy Wiley, the big one. Um, and then you have like Amy Sherald, you have, I don't want to pronounce her name is Leah Dom. No, Lynette. Leah Dom. I don't know. I can't, I can't pronounce it. I'm so sorry that I'm butchering her name, but, uh, she creates like, um, figurative work, but it's like all from her imagination, but they still like, they have a personality, which is like strange, but <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, I like portrait artists, but I also like, I grew up with like a graphic design, um, background in high school. So I also like abstract work, but like minimalism type stuff where it's like designs and like patterns, not too like crowded, but like very simple. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to like get into that field, not like complete abstraction, but a little bit of abstraction in my work as well, like flat color planes as well, but a little bit of minimalism. And then, you know, the straight, like realistic, uh, portrait painting is what I like the most. I dig it. I was about to say, is that a new drop right there? Like, yeah, moving in this direction. I was like, oh, ooh, exclusive spacing more. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can see it. It's like, you can see like flat plays of color mixed in with the pattern. Yeah. I don't know where it'll go completely, but it's like, it's a little shift, it's a little shift. And, and the thing is, I, I think, and how, so as far as your practice, like in doing it at the level you're at, and, and maybe this is coming off as weird, but how long have you been, been working at your craft to get to the point that you're at now? Cause Mike, I think you're relatively like you're in your like early twenties, right? I'm 22. So, so you, yeah. <laughs> so it's just yep, like, yep, yep. so it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm venturing, you know, at 25, I'm going to be doing this. And at 30, I'm in my blue stage or whatever the thing is. <laughs> so ultimately like where, where would you like see your, or what would be a dream project you would want to be doing in the next like five to five to 10 years or what have you just in, in thinking pie in the sky kind of. Okay. So I don't know in terms of painting, like where it'll go from here. I don't know if I'll still be doing the pattern stuff. Um, but a dream project, you know how like some artists work with like fashion designers, yeah, like for clothing that, that, if I could do that, that'd be nice. I want to be able to do that. Like get my paintings on top of some clothing and then see it run like down the runway. That's nice. That's a dream project. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's the biggest ego stroke. It's like, yeah, you say that. I did yeah. That. Yeah. I did. That's me. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> um, so in, in visualization, like I know for me, I, 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 I'm not talented. I just do podcasts and I, sometimes I get in this spot of, and creating and trying to put together a show and put together like how this is going to come off and, you know, just that performance piece for people like seeing it live when we can get back to that. I find that visualizing it first enables me to be like, okay, I can at least see it. And it mm -hmm. may not, it may not be perfect, may not be exact because it never is, but at least I have a guide to aim for when you're working on a project or when you're considering a project, 
do you see the finished project before you start or is there anything in, in, and is there anything special to get you in that creative mindset? Okay. So for me, since I'm working with people and I'm letting them do whatever they want, I can't technically visualize what happens because they can pick a pose that's completely like different. And, um, I've had people like, they will like wear fabrics and they'd be like, Oh, I picked this one. Cause I think it will be hard to paint. And I'm like, thank you very much. Yeah. We're going to try to work with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they direct the pose and then I'll take what they give me and then I have to paint off of that picture. So while I'm painting, I'm kind of like on the fly deciding what to do. Yeah. Like I always paint the figure first and then the background comes later after I'm done. Like I look at the figure, I'm like, okay, now what do I do for the background? Mm. Like, I know I painted this one painting and I was trying to render the background like with fur, but I, could, I couldn't paint it for some reason. Like it wasn't coming out right that day. And I was like, you know what? No, we scratched it. We scratched it out and we put polka dots. And I was like, yes, that worked better. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it did work in the end, but sometimes it don't always work out because my skill doesn't always work when I want it to. <laughs> that's great. It's like, eh, I didn't cooperate right there. It's like when someone yeah, has a superpower, it. it's like, eh, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was thinking, I don't know why, like when you were saying, it's like, Oh, it's the person. It's like, I would imagine like if someone comes to you just being a heel because like, Oh, this is going to be hard to do. So I, I could see because I'm a little bit of a heel. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to paint you, Rob. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I have the beard and then suddenly it's just like clean shaven. And then it's like, <laughs> I get a unit put in. I have like fake hair put in. It's like, this is, the hell is this? <laughs> I mean, but the, it's your choice. If you want to, that's how you want me to paint it. Sure, let me do it. Sure. <laughs> I have the, the wild Thomas James hair, what have you. That's the angle that I'm going for. <laughs> oh, yes. Perfect. Um. So see, uh, so you're drawing some of your inspiration, a lot of your inspiration from people, real people, obviously mm -hmm. and people in your life. Has there been a real life like situation that was just like, all right, I want to at least capture some of the elements here, whether it be in some of the color choices or in the background or just like what you're thinking as you're, as you're working on a project. So like, I do African-American portraits. So, so there's like some elements of like black culture that I kind of want to capture. Mm -hmm. um, like um, there's this one piece of my brother. He's like, like brushing his hair with like the wave brush. Yeah. yeah that I wanted to capture Cause like um, the amount of effort that guys put into getting the waves, I get waves too. So I got to go into the brushing. So capturing that and then like profiling it, like, look at it. Like uh, I think that's important as well. Um, but yeah, just like small things like that yeah. stuff that I noticed that, you know, people, you know, take care of themselves, but like aren't really like talked about as much. I, I, I've noticed one that, that sticks out. It's like, I think it's like, like baby hair. Or hair. It's like, all right. Yes. The baby hair is yeah. too. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yes. People don't really appreciate it, but it's a crap art. It is. Uh, it I mean, is. Yeah. I mean, as a person formerly with hair, it, it's like, all right, I envy, uh, I envy. <laughs> hair. No, but I think it's, it's something that definitely just speaks on, um, like just, just having, just having black folks, be able to create create stuff because mm -hmm. it's like these things can be done really 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 well because there's a lot of talent especially here in baltimore that it's just like oh well not really but it's like it is let's yeah. let's allow it to grow let's allow it to blossom and let's cultivate it within within the city because i think at the same time with all of this talent that's like birth here and has connections here people leave and yeah that that's the thing that it, it, it can happen as people grow and so on but you know, I think it has to be something that motivates folks to, to stay here. So for you, what are what are some of your favorite things about being being an artist with ties to Baltimore? Speak on that a bit. OK, so I've been in Baltimore my whole entire life. Um, 
But honestly, I think it's just the people. I okay, I can't really say this, but like I don't know. I've never been lived anywhere else. Sure. So, but for me, it's the people here. But I can't really compare it because I've never lived anywhere else. So I don't know about the people anywhere else. But for me, like the people here are just amazing. Um, like people have this uh idea that like uh, Baltimore is bad, the people are mean or whatever. But honestly, the people here are nice. We get along. Uh, I mean, like they speak their minds. So, like we we don't like we don't back down. No, but the not. people here are amazing, and that's like how I've got interested in portraiture, capturing like wanting to capture people because they come in different varieties and they express themselves in different ways, and the personalities are just unique. So for me, it's just the people here. I mean, I don't plan on leaving to be honest with you. I, I, I want to stay here. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> it's it's good to hear that because that's one of the things that comes out of this podcast, like one of the focuses of it. It, it came out of our former president talking very spicy. And I was like, I want to oh, yes. disprove this jerk and show that we have talent. We have people here, not just numbers, not just like uh, hot takes. We have people here. And I think in part, like what, what your work is aiming to do is like showing the unique people that you're, you're, you're capturing in these portraits mm-hmm. or what have you. And that often gets lost when people are out there grandstanding and talking about, oh, this violence here, or these bad yeah. things. And it's like, that's a person. <laughs> these are people. And it's yeah. like, capture the essence of these people. And that's why it's, I think it's important to have people who are here and who are about it and who have the talent and who want to be here. That's It's a really important thing. Mm-hmm. So is there something that you've designed that you're especially proud of? Okay, so there is this one painting. It's a self-portrait of myself. I do lots of self-portraits. I bet you, I bet you see them. I, 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 st- yeah. I stopped for a second. I was like, all right, where's this goes? Like, yeah, it's a portrait of myself. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, one of my all-time favorites. This is a blue one. Um, it's probably like a little bit further down on my Instagram page, but it's the one where it's like my face, but like there's a light casting against it, and like I'm wearing like a blue puppy jacket, and then the background is a blue puppy jacket as well. Yeah. I don't know. I really love that piece. I think I've seen that one. That's yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Hmm. So th- now this is this one is off. This is one off is off the page actually. Uh, most prized possession that you have. I'm not going to steal it. Prized. I'm not going to steal it. I always ask people that, and it's like you gonna break in my house. I was like, no, no, no. Because <laughs> you know, like some people say, oh yeah, it was this color pencil I had from like elementary school, and I was like, you still have that, or, or something in that that vein, like. Um, for me, like it's super corny, but I have a autographed uh, like eight by 10 from one of my favorite wrestlers and I got to meet him in person. I was like, oh, this is great. And he he looks at because um, he, he's a Japanese wrestler and he looks at wrestling as his art form. And he puts that type of energy and he approaches it in that way. And he's like, mm-hmm. form, but also I need to do this physical component of it. And I was just like, oh, wow. And reading up on his philosophy and how he goes about life. I was like, I really admire this dude and having this uh, autograph over there on my wall with some of the accomplishments that I've had. It's like those, those things are together intentionally. So that's a prized possession for me. Okay. I don't know about the most prized possession. I can't say about the most okay. prized. I have one. Um, Cause I know. Uh, Cause I graduated from my high school and then I went back because I know the, the kids like they were younger than me, they have like their senior show. So I would always go back there. Yeah. And then there was this one kid, um, like he made like these pins, like these homemade pins and he would like give them to people who he, like inspired him. And like, uh, he called me and I was like, yeah, he was, I want to give you this because you inspired me. And I was like, Oh really? And then like, but like, I was like, I was like, I was touched and I was like, Oh my goodness. 
And then like, I showed my mom, I was like, look what he gave me. And she was like, that's a pizza. That's like, that's like, why are you, why are you so excited about that? And I was like, it's the meaning. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's right. the meaning behind it. I don't know. I still have it here. I just love that. I don't know. No, that's, that's great. Like I, I have like friggin' scrapbooks. Like, you know, when we uh, like here, we had those, uh, like free papers or what have you. And yeah. Every little me being witty and trying to be interesting of just, I, I, for a reason, they would take the things that I would say and put it in the paper. And at one point my mom was just, she was like, I seen each one of these, I'm cutting these out. Yeah. Rob yeah. Lee said this. And I was like, all right. And then I started following through and doing that same process of collecting my own press clippings because I'm a diva in that way. I mean, I do that too. I have like a stacks of magazines every time my art is featured. I was like, Oh, let me go buy it. Let me go get it. And it's like getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Have you read about me? Um, yeah. <laughs> So speaking of time, and, and this is this is a question around that suppose like perseverance and just being undaunted. Speaking of time that you were discouraged and in what ways it maybe affected your creativity. Okay, so there are times, you know, me being in the art field where I was discouraged from being an artist, mm -hmm. they would be like, you know, the you know the stereotypical, you know, art doesn't make money. <laughs> you shouldn't be an artist. And I was like, okay. Uh, but for me, I have like a kind of like a, like a, I wouldn't say like a, like a big head or like, I'm just really like nonchalant about it. Or just, and I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but I've heard that many times. And then also there was a teacher, I remember, I'm not going to drop his name, um, where I told him that I wanted to be like a known artist before I graduated undergrad. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that would never happen. That'll never happen. And I was like, huh? He's like, that happens like after you leave, but so don't really like try and get there. Oh. I mean, but I'm not really known, known, but it's higher than what I had expected. No, and right. I did that before I did graduate. So I'm like, okay, hats off to myself. But, um, <laughs> that's great. But yeah, I mean, I'm kind of nonchalant. Like if you tell me something, it just makes me want to like, um, I can, I can do that. I can do that. I can go against what you just said. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really get me like depressed. Like, oh crap, you just said that. I guess I can't do it. Like, no, 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 no. You said that like, okay, let me go prove you wrong. I, I admire that trade. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna do it twice now. Yeah, just okay. You think I can't do it? Let me go do it. You're so Baltimore. <laughs> um, now this is this is actually we've kind of breezed through these. Oh, nonchalant, Monica. We we've gotten through these. Like I got ah, one last awesome. question. I got one last question. Okay, go ahead. And then I'll give you an opportunity to shamelessly plug. We're all about shameless plugs here, so ah, okay. let's not forget that. Um, so this one this one is the a multifaceted one. So. If um if you're asking someone to visit Baltimore for a weekend and they need mm -hmm. someone to plan out, like give me some suggestions, itinerary, that kind of thing, what would you tell them to check out and why? And and frame it in this term, a place to eat, a place to check out for culture, and a place to like hang out like a like a bar or something like that. So what do you what do you have in mind? Okay, so me, I've been in Baltimore my whole entire life, but I don't go out the house that often. I'm a homebody. Like I, I literally, I don't leave the house. So I don't even know a lot of places that most people in Baltimore would know. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean like, and I don't even go out to eat. Like I go, I get McDonald's. Like that's my, that's my spot. Um, McDonald's over there on route 40. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, let me see a place to eat. I mean, if I go out, you can go to Hibachi Grill. That's a buffet place. I mean, like I go there. Um, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I, know. I go to either like McDonald's, Hibachi Grill. I mean, 
old country buffet. I mean, that place pulled down, but usually like buffets <laughs> or like restaurants. That's where I go. Uh, and then I usually just like eat in the house, but I don't go anywhere. Uh, you could try whole, uh, like the buffet place, you know, try that. That's good. Uh, hibachi grill. I'll say it again. And then, um, nice bars, I don't even drink. So I don't, I know nothing about that. Um, I'm 22, you know, little child here. Um, and then let me see a place for culture. You can go to the Harbor. I mean, I go to the Harbor all the time. I mean, like when I went there last time, you know, you have people singing on the street, you know, you got people like, I like the bikers, you know, the bikers, I just like bike around there. Oh my yeah. gosh. I love them. Yeah. I love them. Uh, even when they're not even in the Harbor, like when you walk in, like on North Avenue, when you see the bikers, oh, I freaking love them. <laughs> um, but yeah, for culture, I mean, just go to the Harbor. You'll see there's tons of people there all the time. I don't know. I haven't been there since like the Corona event happened. It's just still active. Um, but before Corona, it was really active. You see people, tons of people like, um, the food there, yep. they got food there, you know, they got the stands. No hibachi grills there though. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no hibachi grills there. Nope. Nope. They don't have any down there. Nope. <laughs> That's good. But, uh, yeah, I can't really recommend more than that. I, I don't really go out that much, which sounds kind of sad, but you know, all I do is paint. I, I dig that though. It's like, yeah, I, I'm just an artist. Like food, not just, just send me some McDonald's, put it in my veins. Exactly. It's not healthy, but it tastes good. I mean, I have talked to people about my college experience at Morgan and it was always just McDonald's. It was like, yo, two double cheeseburgers, two pies and like a sweet tea. Let the diabetes come. And it was just like, how did you eat that? I was like, I don't know. It was good. Uh-huh. It was good. Exactly. I was in college. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, th- before we wrap up, I'm going to give you the um, opportunity because this it's all about um, at least the, one of the major things for this podcast is to bring attention and try to amplify and just provide another uh, platform to put your work out there and to put your uh, yourself out there as a as a creator here locally. So um, mm-hmm. shameless plugs. Where are you at? Where can he find you? Any projects coming up? Things like that. Okay, so for me, I work with two galleries right now. One is called Band Devices. One is in Los Angeles. You can check them out. And then um, I work with one here in Baltimore. It's called Gallery Mertiz. You can go and check them out. And then for any updates about what I'm doing or what I will do, you can always head over to my Instagram, which is Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A. I almost put my name wrong. Like M-O-N-I-C-A. <laughs> 165. Monica 165. And then, yeah, you can go to my Instagram uh, and then check out whatever you want. All my stuff is there. And then my website is also linked uh, in my bio on my Instagram. But essentially, that's it. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'll do You're my welcome. sign off. Uh, so for Monica Ikegwu, I am Rob Lee, and it is art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. Mm-hmm.